So welcome to another video from theplayersaid.com. My name's Alexander. And I'm Grant. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Today we are back once again doing the 2023 edition of, what are we calling this? Want to buy your wargaming lover for Christmas. Please don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Christmas Please. is coming up. Yep. And there's lots of, what do you buy that guy who likes history and has lots of games with little pieces <laughs> that you know sure. nothing about. And that annoy you. So we've got some uh, different examples of things that you might look out for, things that they might be interested in, things that could make good gifts. Sure. So you can send your loved one this link. Yes. So just copy and text it to them and say, hey, Check this out. I want all of this. And he, right? Yeah, here's some Christmas ideas. Wink, <laughs> yeah. wink, nudge, nudge. A lot of these games have, or will have soon, reviews on our channel if you want yeah. to learn a bit more about them. Some of them don't, not yet at least. Uh, so like, uh, most, if yeah. you want more information, have a look around on our channel. Or on the blog. There's written content on almost every one of these games. Yes. I think there's written content on more of these. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so, because mm -hmm. we can't sit here and like review all of these right now for you. So no. we're going to run through um, some of these and kind of say, hey, this one does this and this, if they're yeah. interested in that. That's and like and a lot of these games, I think, are we're out over the last couple of years. Yeah, there's, a, co there's a couple of classics. Yeah, but, uh, but a lot of them, and, and we checked, everything on the table is currently available. Somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Now, one of those, there's only four copies available still. There was 10 the other day when, when I put up my written post, but anyway, I think most of these are generally available, so good luck. Happy yes. hunting. Uh, so let's just, let's dig in and start. So first up, I've got Charioteer from GMT Games. Charioteer. Such a fun game. Yeah, this is also a pretty light game. Mm -hmm. Plays in one to two hours. I know that might not seem a lot, but this is also a great game for the family. Yes. It can play up to six players. It's really good if you can have like five or six players. It's more fun and more yeah, interactive. The, the more, the merrier in this one. Yep. And it's a chariot racing game. You're going to play cards. You're going to match colors and symbols to tell you how far you run up the track. Yep. And in what style you do it, basically. Yep. Um, you can also do damage to people. You know, you can damage them, which slows their chariot down. Yes. Always fun. And it's going to um, happen to you yep. back as well if you do. Check your feelings at the door. This is one of those take that kind of games, and but you just need to understand that. It's you sit around a table, run around the track a couple times, someone's going to win. Yeah. Right? It's nice, fun. easy, light, fun game. Yep. From GMT Games, Charioteer. Yes. Here, I'll, I'll do it. I'm going to do this one. So this, not a traditional war game, but this is a two-player card-driven game. It's called Watergate, which deals with the Watergate scandal with uh, Nixon back in the 70s. A great little two-player game, card game, where you're trying to snuff out the truth about the president, or conversely, as the other side, you're trying to yeah, you're the, the hide the truth, yeah. repress those who might testify. Matthias Kramer, one of his first real historical uh, kind of efforts, and I think it's fantastic. We've Very played good. several of his other recent prototypes, and they are amazing. Plays in so, 30 to 60 minutes, yep. so it's much easier to kind of sit. Yep. Small games, not going to take up a bunch. Of so this is from Capstone Games, and it is available on their website. Yes. Great little game, and anyone can play this. It's not just a war game. 
so let's talk about the, the British, British way. way. Uh, this is one of those games where get it now whilst you still can, because I think this is going to go out of stock pretty soon. So I think the first printing is out at GMT, but there's still some copies out in other locations. Yeah, you yeah. just need to look around. Yes. So the British way is a two-player game. It's loosely area control, area influence. It is a coin game. Um, your war gaming partner might know what that is. Uh, but you're going to be vying for control either territorially or in the hearts and minds of the people within those locations um, at, the, at the kind of collapse at end of the British Empire, basically. Basically the 19, late 1940s to the 1980s, basically. And what you're, or 70s. Yeah, what you're going to have in this is, this is a quad pack, so there's mm -hmm. four games in it. Palestine, Malaya, Kenya, and Cyprus. And so you have uh, anywhere from like a 60 to a 90 minute game, mm -hmm. but you've got four of those in here and they are all very different. They use the same core set of rules, but they play very differently, so you get a lot of variety in this one. Yeah. It is an excellent value. It is an excellent game. I love it. I, I love the British way. I look yeah, forward to can, the other. It can be 90 minutes or you can play them all one after each other with a campaign system yep. that's in here, and you can play it for five, six hours if that's what you want. I've only played two of these. We've I've played Palestine and Malaya with you. I think you also played Kenya. I played Kenya, which was, with someone. was excellent, yeah. So but, we need so, to get back to that and play the other two, but they are fantastic games. Yes, if you can get this, this is always a good buy. We refer to that as baby coin, right? Because yes. it's quicker playing, uh, a little simpler, and it's only two players. It feels like it's got yep. a lot of meat to it's it. It's very good, very, very good. So another game I've got here is a brand new game this year called The Hunt. This is also by Matthias Kramer, right? Yes. And Ingen Kunter. From Salt and Pepper by Salt, Games. From Salt and Pepper Games. So this deals with the, I'm trying to remember the names of the ships. The Graf Spee, I think. Yeah, yes. In uh, world, the beginnings of World War II, right? So one player plays the British Royal Navy and they're out hunting it down. The other plays the Graf Spee, and they're trying to evade them while destroying shipping, destroying and, shipping and taking, uh, getting points that way. Great little card-driven game, plays in about an hour. Really enjoyed this. We have a written piece on the blog. We have a video on the channel. And it's a great style. It's a great artwork on yeah. it. It's really fun to look at and yeah. play with as well. And it's just a fun game. Lots of hidden movement, which is a very cool mechanic, where one player knows where their pieces are and the other's trying to guess. Yeah. And that there's not a lot of great games that have hidden movement, and this is definitely one of those Especially great Especially ones games. that fit in a small package yep. and that play quickly. Yep. A lot of them are quite big and involved. Yeah, and, and I think anyone would play this one. It's not necessarily your typical standard war game. Yeah, no, so, you, you could, a lot of people are going to play that. Uh, let's talk about something that's a little bit more on the heavy side of things. So this is Arden 2. So good. From Multiman Publishing. This is what's referred to as a big hex encounter war game. It's a big old geographical map with a big hex grid overlay, and you put your little pieces, and you, that's going to regulate movement. So if you've seen that on a table, this is one of those. Um, this is a wonderful game. It's two big maps. It's got lots of counters in it, and you're going to play the Battle of the Bulge, and it's going to take you about 16 hours to do it. To do the whole campaign. Yes. Now There are smaller scenarios. Yeah, there's some smaller scenarios, but mo you, know, you want to play the whole hog on this one. Uh, it's very good. This is part of the standard combat series, SCS, uh, which means it's very easy and approachable. Yeah. It's not difficult it's to learn this A perfect sy system for newer wargamers. But it will keep the keep your wargamer occupied for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, so Arden 2, this is a wonderful I really point. enjoyed that game a lot. Very good. Very, very solid. Uh, the next game I have is a kind of a unique game. 
This is not a standard war uh, game either. This is Road to Independence, the American Revolution from Blue Panther. This is a in cooperation with the historical game company, Stephen Kling. So this game is a, uh, so, so there are areas on the map from the American Revolutionary War, and you are trying to conquer them as the British, and you're using custom dice. And you have a certain amount of dice based on events that you have and what theater you are fighting in. You roll those dice, and you're trying to match the dice symbols with the defenses listed on the location. So it's kind of uh, uh, Elder Sign is yes, the, the game that I can that. think of. It's a little bit Yahtzee-esque right. in the dice rolling. But you roll those dice, you're going to place one. If you fail and can't match any of the symbols, you're going to lose a die, and then you keep rolling trying to uh, defeat each of those locations. Once you take that location, that location is yours and it allows you to attack adjacent locations. The British are the ones that have to get out and take, they have to have 40 victory points. Um, that means they got to take anywhere from six to eight new locations. Oh, and by the way, don't lose yeah. ones that you already have. Very challenging, very fun, very light little war game that we enjoyed quite a lot. And, and it's rolling some dice trying to resolve those dice. Yep. The, the rules overhead on this is very low, which means that pretty much yep. anyone in your family could play this. Yep. And it's good. I, I think it's yes. an interesting game. It's one I you can had fun with it. definitely play with your dad or your family members to get them interested in historical topics. Yes. Uh, next up, we have uh, another kind of more traditional war game. This is The Russian Campaign. This was so good. Uh, this is the uh, deluxe fifth, fifth edition. edition from GMT Games. It's still available. But the Russian campaign is a game that's been around since like the 70s, mm-hmm. I believe. It's gone through a number of different iterations, so it has withstood the test of time. You know it's going to be good. Uh, and this is the latest edition of it with all of like the kind of corrections and, and rules changes in it with a lot of different optional bolt-on parts as well. Yeah. So you, you can play the standard game, but you can also pick out some of the optional rules yes. and use those. And we played the standard game, really enjoyed it. I can definitely understand and see why people think of this so highly. Yes. Uh, this is a game that is two-player with, you know, it's a big Hex Encounter war game again, but it also can be as kind of long or short as you want it to mm-hmm. be. There's a, f- a good number of scenarios in this. You can play the whole game and it'll take you a long time, or you can play one of the smaller scenarios, and that's going to take you much less time, just a few hours. Any World War II buff or war gamer needs to play this at least once to, yeah. to understand... John Edwards did a fantastic job with this one. We've really, I've really enjoyed our play of this. It's, yes. been, it's been fun. But yeah, the Russian campaign, fifth edition from GMT. Uh, the next game I got, once again, following my theme of a little non-traditional war games, I have some Hex Encounter games as well. This is Robotech Reconstruction. This is from Strange Machine Games. This is a coin series-like uh, game. Four factions based on the Robotech universe. You don't know Robotech necessarily. You know what it is. No, but, but I still enjoy playing it, even yeah. though I'm not as... I did not know as much about it. I grew up on Robotech, watched the cartoons, really have always been a fan. But this is a asymmetric uh, war game, area control, where each of the factions plays differently, wins differently, and it plays in about two hours. Very enjoyable, very interesting. Um, has a lot of really unique uh, mechanisms also. It comes in this cute little box. Yeah, and it's it's I'm just... I'm still blown away by this. Well, because when we played the prototype... It was a It was a huge box. box <clears throat> because then, it's a prototype. When they sent this, it's like, oh, it's in a cute little 
simple box and has everything in it. Really and a great game. Affordable. Really enjoyed this game. Um, but yeah, Robotech Reconstruction from Strange Machine Games. Uh, next up, we have, have Great Battles of Julius Caesar Deluxe Edition. Uh, this is from GMT. This is part of the Great Battles of History series. Uh, if your wargamer is into ancient history or the Roman Empire, this is a wonderful value. There is in this... Two like, different games. Yes. It's Caesar, the Roman Wars, which is basically like the Civil War, and then there's also the Gaelic Wars. The Gaelic Wars, yes. And so there's 20 maps Scenari- in this. Yeah, 20 different scenarios. There's like an ungodly amount of maps in it. There's yep. a lot of counters in it. You can do so much from this. Great Battles of the Warrior Queen, Boudicca, mm-hmm. is a separate expansion that you can play on top of this as well. So, but this box in and of itself is so much value. It's incredible. Yeah. If they like Roman Empire Ancients, this is really well, and, good. And we've really enjoyed the Great Battle of History series games that we've played. Um, the, the simple, the system's just approachable. Yeah, it is crunchy. So, yeah, this is has some crunch and some detail and some depth to it. But if they're maybe less inclined to that, somewhere kicking around. The uh, simple battle. There is uh, a simple... Well, I can't find it now. <laughs> There's a little PD, a little small folio that GMT does called Simple Great Battles of History. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a streamlined set of rules to make it mm, a little bit more approachable and easier. Yeah. Um, what you sacrifice with that, eh, but you gain in time. So th- there is that option of the simple GBOH as well, if you wish. Uh, the maps in this one are also really good looking for a lot of Cons- times these style of games don't. Now, they're not amazing, but they definitely have a a nice look well, to Well, it's a lot of it's fought in what became France or in Britain yeah. where it's more than just like some desert plains. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, it's, it's some a, of the ancient <laughs> boards is just all white because it's desert. <laughs> it's but this has some terrain it. and different things. So But this is a great value. There's a ton yeah. in this box and the system's very robust and very yeah. enjoyable. Uh, the next game I have is also an ancients game. This is uh, Storm Over Jerusalem, the Roman Siege, which is in 70 AD. Uh, this is the Stormover series from Multiman Publishing. Very enjoyable, card-driven style of game. Area movement, area impulse. Uh, has a very cool combat system. I really enjoyed this game, even though I got my teeth kicked in as the uh, the Israelites defending against the mighty Roman Empire. But it, there's a really good game here. I enjoyed yes. this a lot. In fact, I think this is going to be on my top 10 just because I had such a good time with it. Well, And that's that's one thing about this game to kind of know going into it is that this is a siege game. One person is attacking yep. Jerusalem. The other person is defending. And so that person is just going to be like trying to not die as slowly as possible. Yep. And so, you know. With moments for some counterattacking and different things, but... It, it is a lot of fallback and protect oh, so yourself. Some gamers fully like know that that's yeah. what the game is, but yeah. some people might not. But you just know that going into it. Well, and when you play it, just switch sides, and yeah. you get to play the the Romans next and time. It's, it's a very cool game. There's a lot of nuance in the card play and yep. how and when to move a troop and keep how many yep. there and when to fall back. A lot of stuff that's going very on. Very fun. Interesting. I enjoyed this game a lot. So there's written content on the blog. I think we have a video on video the channel. On too, yeah. So really enjoyed that and uh, recommend that highly. I'll go ahead and jump in sure. with, with a solo game. So these are brand new editions of a classic game. So this is Ottoman Sunset, World War One in the Near East, basically. This is third edition. 
You have, I think, a second edition I copy. Second edition, yes. And this is from Victory Point Games in cooperation with uh, Tabletop Tycoon. Yes. But this is Darren Leveloff's, probably one of his finest games. I really enjoy this one. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. I enjoy Habsburg Eclipse as well, and that's another World War One that you can actually merge the, with this one and play together. It's not really playing them together. It's kind of play playing two, two games together, but. I enjoyed Ottoman Sunset. Very enjoyable mechanics. It's States of Siege series. The upgraded components in this one are utterly fantastic. Beautiful mounted map board. Great counters. Fantastic cards. The cards are a little small, though. So make sure you have your reading glasses or your magnifying glasses. There's lots of text on them. Lots of really tiny text. But enjoyed this one. I played this one about 10 or 12 times. And I won once. And this is solo, it's solitaire, so it's yep. very much like a, hey, remember that present that I got you? Go into the study, go into the office, yep. and we'll, Leave see me alone. we'll see you in yep. an hour and a half. And it plays in like 90 minutes, so very cool game, but these are brand new uh, editions of that. Um, we have some content coming up on the channel, but it's not, not out yet. So, Ottoman Sunset, yes. for your solo gamer. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about two games. Uh, we have a classic which is Twilight Struggle from GMT Games. This is on its umpteenth edition and millionth printing. And, and there's a reason for that, because it's a fantastic game. Yeah, this was for the longest time rated as the number one board game on Board Game Geek. Mm -hmm. This is the entirety of the Cold War at a massive, kind of a grand level uh, that you're going to play out between the, the USA and the USSR. It is a card-driven game. You're going to play cards. All of those cards are historical events. Mm -hmm. A lot of those things that you have read about in books or even seen on the news and things like that. Uh, or experience. Or, or experience, yeah. I was alive during I'm uh, I'm too young for the that. 70s and 80s. So. But, uh, you know, it's, you, you'll do all these things. It's about influencing all the different areas uh, in the world and trying to score those if they align with kind of your ideology. And the, Without triggering... Nuclear war. Yes, we're all trying to avoid the nuclear yeah, war. You and lose the game if that I'm happens. I'm trying to, you know, gain the stuff for myself and hurt the other player as well. Mm -hmm. Lots of back and forth, lots of table talk and jokes and jibing at each other. A wonderful two-player game. Plays in about three hours, so it's a it's a yeah. good investment. But once you play it a couple of times, you can play it a little quicker. But it's fantastic. But then we also have this is a much newer game. This is from 2022. This is Twilight Struggle Red Sea. Conflict in the Horn of Africa, which is the longest subtitle of all time. This is kind of a micro, I don't want to say version of Twilight Struggle, mm -hmm. but it uses a lot of the same mechanics from Twilight Struggle, and it puts it in this very small... Regional setting. Regional setting, and it plays much quicker. Mm -hmm. uh, plays about 45 minutes. Yeah, 30 to 40 minutes, yep. And it is where this is quite big and grand, and you feel very tense. This is tiny and very tense, tense as well. The, the thing that's interesting about this one is it's only three turns, Yeah, and the game is over so quickly, it can be really hard to recover from certain things. So you've got to be on your toes yeah. and really, you really got to play play well to, to be in this game. And it's fun. It's a great little game. It's one of those things where, you know, if your war gamer likes longer games or bigger, deeper games, you can go with Twilight Struggle. If if they're into kind of smaller format games, yeah. this is so good. I can't express to you how fun well, this is. We, we had a blast with it. And I was a little worried, frankly. I mean, when I saw this come up, I'm like, okay, they're just milling the success of Twilight Struggle. Twilight Struggle is so good. And like yeah. everyone thinks it's a classic. Yeah, they're, they're just trying to make another game that's going to sell 10,000 copies and... 
but that is not the case. This game has enough new to it. Yes. You know, the strategic sea lanes and the different flashpoint areas where they can erupt into civil war and different things can happen. Very cool, very this, cool imp- it, it implementation of that on system. Its own legs. Yep, absolutely. Really and I it does. actually cannot wait for the Asian monsoon. Oh gosh, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll play any in the series that they yep. release. Fantastic. If you can get a hold of this, get, give Love, that a go. Loved it. Uh, my next game is Traces of War from VUCA Simulations. This game is an East Front World War II war game. Um, it feels like a classic, right? Yeah. We played it. We loved it. There's a lot to like here. Beautiful components. Beautiful map. Tetsuya Nakamura does a great job here. And this is in that same series as the Red Box series. But I did find out this is called the Fierce Fight series. Is that, okay. So they've actually named it. Good. Because they have you, or is that always? It's something I found online on VUCA, so I think they've. Is that what they're calling it? That's what they're calling it. Okay, the Fierce Fight series. I'm right. Yeah, but they have other ones coming out in it, and I, I, I've really enjoyed this. So (laughs) this is a solid hex encounter war game, a classic. What? I just thought about the acronym for Fierce Fight System, which isn't great. (laughs) Oh sure. (laughs) Sure. Anyway, this this game is really good. Mm -hmm. It is both meaty. And enjoyable, but also not particularly rules heavy and complex. Yeah. Uh, so it, 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 it treads that line really well. I will play any game in this series. Well, and, and the other thing about it is it's chit pull. So yeah. it's chit pull activation, so very solo friendly. Yes. You can line this up and play it over a couple of weeks, a turn here, a turn there, and you're going to enjoy it. We had a great time with this one. Very, very good game. Yes. Very enjoyable. Next up, we have Cuba Libre. Uh, well, we talked about the British way earlier. Um, Cuba Libre uses the same system. This is the coin system. This is volume two in that very long series. Uh, so this is a game about the Cuban Revolution. Uh, you play as one of the different factions within that, either as uh, Batista's government, or you might play uh, as 26th of July with Che Guevara, or the uh, Directorio, which is kind of the more moderate, peaceful, student-led protests. Or, or the you gangsters. Might, you might be the gross gangsters, uh, <laughs> the syndicate, who are trying to open casinos and launder money and all that kind of stuff uh, in the power vacuum. Uh, but this is a four-player game, so you get lots of people around yep. the table with it. It's going to play probably in about an hour and a half, two, two hours. hours, maybe a bit longer. I, if it's I think it's long. Is three turns right in the, the longest? It's three turns, or is <sighs> it know, four? It's funny, I don't remember. Yeah, it might but be it, it, four. ninety to up to one hundred twenty minutes. But is... you can play it with forty-eight cards, which I think would be four turns. Got it. Yeah, um, if you do the short game, and it's it's putting guys out, trying to influence areas, trying to have the most guys there, or to have guys who can influence the kind of hearts and minds of those mm-hmm. areas, trying to fight people, trying to make peace with those people. Uh, trying sabotage. To, yeah, or if you're the syndicates, trying to bribe people. Mm-hmm. And like, open casinos. All, all that kind of stuff that's going on. Lots of great interaction, and a lot of the game is on the play aid cards and on the cards themselves, so that you can get into this quite easily. Yeah. Um, It's going to take you a moment to grok it if you've never played the coin series, but once you get it, you're going to start to see how the different factions interact or should interact, and that's going to enrich that experience. What I would say about the coin series is that it's a crossover game, right? So I, I think it's really intended to draw in more Euro gamers because it has beautiful wood, uses cards to, to convert them to historical-themed 
games. And it's not like number crunching. No, but it, it definitely is going to make your head hurt a little bit the first play, but then you're going to get it and you're going to enjoy it yeah. and really see how it, it all fits together. We have a lot of content on the channel, not necessarily on this game, but we've done our ranking, our new ranking yeah. recently. Um, this ranked fairly uh, high for us. Love it. We love the first game in the series, Andy and Abyss. We play it all the time on Rally the Troops. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling this one out because it's a great introductory coin game. Sure. If you've never played any one of these, the, the geographically it's small, it's a small map, and it's a shorter format game. Some yeah. of the other ones are kind of big and bombastic and take a long time. Yeah. This one's a little bit more manageable. To well, there's only like into. 13 or 14 spaces yeah. on the entire board, so it's a smaller one, a good introductory game, and, and it's and still it's a fun game. very, very good and enjoyable. Yep. I, I love Cuba Libre. Uh, so uh, next up we have Iron Blood, Snow, and Mud from a company called Phalanx. Uh, this game is like only just about coming out right now, yep. so you can definitely get it. Uh, this is a small format, once again, uh, kind of an hour to 90 minutes East Front World War II game. Um, the difference with this is that it's played at a really high scale on a small map. And what that means is, is that this game is very abstract. Um, the way that you move pieces is very interesting. Uh, and I've never played anything that's quite like this before. Mm. Uh, in the way it's very, it can be very challenging to do what you need to do, and you have to think through things. So if you like a bit more of a puzzly aspect to a game where you're trying to figure out yeah. the strategies and make it work well, this would be really good. But it's it also doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah, it's an hour to ninety minutes, and it's also a beautifully produced game, as Phalanx yes. usually does. Their games are just top notch, but. Looks good, plays well, plays quick, and is an interesting subject. Yes. So you can go onto the Phalanx website. Pretty yeah. much everything on there is going to be top tier quality. Yeah, that's for sure. The, the final game that I have to share. This is a very small one or two player game. This is the uh, inaugural Pocket Battles series game called the Battle of Mackinac Island. So it deals with the Americans trying to retake Mackinac Island in the War of 1812, in the last year of that war, 1814, and it has a full solitaire mode and a two-player mode. I've played the solitaire mode now about four times. I'm terrible at it because it relies on a lot of dice rolling. Sure. But it's about trying to get your guys into position to do what you need to do, and you got to get the rolls to do that, unfortunately. But... Very fun game, very small format game. You can see it's a folio, uh, very nice components, very enjoyable, and Snafu Design has it on their website, and it's like 25, yeah, 25 bucks, so or 20 bucks. So anyway, Battle, for Mackinac, Battle of Mackinac Island, uh, go ahead and give it a look if you like a little cool one to two player war game. But hopefully that gives you some at least inspiration. Any one of these would make a great gift, uh, depending on you know what they're looking for. Some yep. people like a long game, some people like a short game. Hopefully we gave you a good variety of things to look everything. into, and a, sort of a variety of topics as well. But you could always just go kind of on our channel at some of the more recent sure. videos, and those will also probably you know be helpful too as yep. well. I, I think that, to, to me, when I get a new war game for Christmas... It's always a blast because I'm, I love to open them, rifle through them, start to read the rules, look at the player aids, look at the counters, you know, clip the counters. And it, it's just always a great experience that typically with Euro games, I just open them, you kind of open everything up and you throw it away until you, you, you know, until you're ready to play it. But, man, I just love to hold and feel and explore 
war games. And I don't know about you. I enjoy receiving war games as a gift because mm-hmm. I have very specific tastes mm-hmm. and I know what I want and I go and buy that thing. Sure. But getting a gift is you're going to get something that might be slightly outside your comfort zone or something mm-hmm. that's a bit different. New to you, yeah. And that, there's, that maybe I wouldn't have taken a gamble on, but if someone gave it to me as a gift, I'm like, ooh, sure. I'm gonna give that's it a, really give cool it a try, and yeah. exciting and something new. That maybe that's a psychological thing that I need to get checked out. But well, like, what, one of the, I like that. One of the nicest things you ever did for me was you bought me, I think it was a third edition copy of Cuba Libre because yes. I didn't have my own copy and that was the only one lacking in my collection. And just like you said, I was like, oh, that's so amazing. You know, but th- the other thing I would comment is you'll notice that, you know, if you don't want to buy your, your loved one a, a war game or you're afraid that you'll buy something they don't like, everybody likes a T-shirt. Here's a cool-looking long-sleeve T-shirt with our logo on it. You can buy this from Teespring. Yep, there's a link just down below. We've yep. got regular T-shirts. We've got hoodies. Coffee mugs. mugs. These make great little stocking stuffers, so please feel free to buy those for your loved ones, and they'll be the most fashionable war gamers out there. And if they sent you this video, they, pro- they probably will appreciate the sure. branding at least. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there's uh, there's tons of war games out there. Hopefully, this, these were in, yeah. mostly in stock stuff that you can get or you know get on eBay or Amazon or even yep. on the publishers' websites and things like that. But check all these out. But thank you very much for tuning in and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, I've been Alexander for the Players8.com. and I'm Grant. <laughs>